This meeting is being recorded oh, by the host Lord, and participant. Here we go again. I'm not ready. <laughs> Time to make the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> ready? Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm just uh, going to grab my Swallow. notes. Here's my notes. Swallow down my strawberry menu wheat. Oh, many weeks. Oh, I want some. <laughs> share. You got to share. Yeah. Push one through your microphone. Oh, hit me near. Oh. They're good. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and open up and cue up the music. <laughs> You can send us an email at the TSF at That's right, everyone. This is the podcast. That sounds funny. And this is the week of June 28th, 2022. We are in season two, show 34, episode 86. 86 that. That's a restaurant term. That means we don't have any more. <laughs> uh, two blind brothers and a blind sister telling it the way we see it. I am your host, Keith, and joined with me are Terry and Jill. Hey. I said it for you. <laughs> and I'm almost home alone. Uh-oh. I am home alone. Well, I am not home alone. But I have a house of uh, teenagers, if you count an 11-year-old as a teenager, and they're all sleeping in upstairs, or if they're not sleeping, they probably have their noses attached to a game. I, I do know more than likely. <laughs> I, yeah, probably. I do know at least one of them is up, because they got up and they used the toilet, and it overflowed. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so they, yeah, they go jiggle a handle and plunge and stuff like that there. Fun stuff, but not for me. That'll happen. <laughs> hey, it's better yeah. than leaving the plunger in there and finding it. Ah, <laughs> that would be kind of bad if you were a blind person. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. uh, stand up, the plunger's hanging out of your butt. Uh, walk up <laughs> the <little> tail. <laughs> help, help. <laughs> I got a tail. I can't pull my pants up. Oh, no. <laughs> bad, bad me. Well, I don't really have much to say other than that. Well, yeah, we may have some contractors coming by later, so there could be some banging well, around if we talk too long. Yeah. We saw King Arthur and going to Camelot last night at the Sir Lance St. Louis Black. Muni. Oh. At the Muni. At the Money Theater. I mean, Muni Theater. Mm-hmm. And everybody got cold. I, I didn't. I was comfortable. That's I was comfortable good. last night. It was wife, chilly outside. They left their fans on the community. She, she wore a sleeveless shirt. His and wife and the driver, cold. Alice, had to go buy t-shirts. They bought they a t-shirt because the they were cold. A long sleeve shirt. Oh, there we go. It was a marketing ploy by a theater. Turn the air conditioner up to buy t-shirts from us. <laughs> yeah, it's outside, though, and they... Like oh, I said, yeah, they had the right. fans that kept playing or blowing. Jackie, <laughs> uh, one of the girls took a sweater, so she was comfortable. I was comfortable. I had on shorts and a t-shirt. Yesterday mm. was the first day I wore socks since February because of my broken leg, and it oh. hurt putting it on that leg. <laughs> it was like, 
The first day of wearing socks. Yes. So I've been wearing, you, I mean, I could wear it on my right foot just fine, but that left foot, it just doesn't bend. So now you can you wear your, your, you your nylons your again and pull up some stretchy nylons and stuff. I gotta wear some looser socks or maybe ankle socks. These were like crew socks that I wore mm. yesterday because I knew it was going to be chilly and I thought I'm going to wear socks uh, help I, keep my I, legs I, warm. I wear socks sort of, but I don't know it because of course I can't feel my feet. <laughs> uh, of course, the right foot on my, my gimpy foot is always got bandages on it, so... I guess it's sort of a sock. <laughs> yeah, mine's my left foot that's gimpy, but boy, it hurt putting that sock on. I didn't want to take it off last night. I almost had to have my husband pull it off because I couldn't reach it. <laughs> huh. Yeah. So does Terry have anything exciting going on other than eating strawberry mini wheats? Well, he, he's uh, one that started the Camelot thing and turns, then I finished that, it. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. I have a uh, uh, Turn do not disturb on. Um, I was uh, monkeying around with my swimming pool lately. It's just uh, about ready to swim in, and somehow uh, I, I guess you know it was up, up there before. Get all the green water out of it. Splinter in my finger, and I can't get it out. Oh. And, and then I had my stepdaughter digging it at it, but she still couldn't get it out. So then, if that wasn't bad enough, then I, I was popping popcorn the other day. Well, I decided I was going to clean my popcorn kettle, and I had it on my desk, and I was cleaning it. It started to fall off the desk, and I went to grab it. And apparently the thing that pops up when the popcorn comes out, that thing is like razor sharp if you get it just right. Oh, wow. And I cut the crap out of my finger. I didn't wow. know it. I had blood all over in the kettle. Blenders, gashes. Wow, you just had blood dangerous. on my face because I didn't know my <laughs> finger was bleeding. And and uh, my stepdaughter's autistic, and I said, "Aaron, help! I think I'm bleeding." And she's like, "Oh, shut up, old man!" <laughs> <laughs> So then she comes she out, sees you scream out ah. of her bedroom, and she goes, Oh my god, you're bleeding! <laughs> and she grabbed a roll of paper towel. Call an ambulance. She started <laughs> ripping, give me, give me wads of paper towel. Just give me one, just one. Like, apply some pressure. He didn't believe you. Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I don't think I need stitches or anything, but. And so. I had made a batch of popcorns and uh, I went to eat it and I go, I don't know if it tastes bloody or is it buttery or is it bloody? It tasted fine to me. seasoning in that one, a little bit of iron. So, when my wife came home, I said, Look at it. I did my finger. She's like, Oh my God. Ah, ah. And she's like, It's still bleeding. I go, It is because I made that popcorn. Oh, so was it bloody? popcorn instead of a buttery popcorn yeah. <laughs> and so i thought maybe i'd just take that batch to the muni with me everybody think i was like a vampire eating <laughs> bloody popcorn and stuff uh, watching camelot i just listened to a, a werewolf story before i started recording <laughs> <laughs> get into in the usual way <clears throat> i gave uh 
Jackie this morning. I emailed her the link to the Zoom room. I thought she was thinking about coming on as a guest guest star on our show well, today, but she, she could. could she could. Oh, I, I, I forgot when we had Rhonda on last week. I, I did. She did a good job. Uh, she didn't have a lot to say because you know, being the guest and all. But I think she did a good job contributing. I could have put my phone closer, you know, on top of the laptop, but I, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it really it, it sounds, you could tell she was on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Whenever you have a phone, it's good yeah. to put it like right up on your laptop because the closer you get to the microphone, the better. I think yeah. next time we have a low vision anchor topic, we should have her on there because she has low vision. She uh, could put in what helps her, what she does. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I didn't didn't know we could have just uh, went right to that and skipped our topic last time. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, I thought maybe she had crafty ideas too that we could hear about. But I I guess I do have one other new thing, but I'm going to save it for our anchor topic. Oh, okay. When we get there later. But for now, it's time for random stuff. No more Mad Libs. No more Mad Libs. No more. Well, I I took that off the wheel. We only have uh, the wheel with four items on it. Well, it's fun when the story makes. Let me me ask did the Retrobots help out with telling the story? They did. It made more sense. Okay, because yeah, I, I just totally was messing it up. I liked it because you know, the one would say the word, the one would read the story, and then the other one would inject the word. And, yeah. Uh, well, when we do it, I, I hope I can read it right next time whenever I bring it back onto the wheel. But I think it worked out that way. But anyway, back to our random topic. I need a random number. Spin the wheel. Four? four. She said five last time. Okay. She said four this time. That means trivia. I need another random number. Seven. Ooh, seven. Good news Bible is the topic. I haven't got it. Better than Agatha Christie. (laughs) Uh, This has to do with the Good News Bible, I guess. Um, The old English word gospel means is it one, enchantment, two, good news, three, spelling bee, four, a substitute, which one of those does the uh, Greek word for the gospel? I'm going to guess the first one. Number two. En- enchantment was one. Good news was two. Wait a minute. Let me go back. Oh, old the old English word for gospel. Okay. It's, it's number one, enchantment. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. I now, just the, guessed. Yeah, the Greek <laughs> word actually does mean good news, euangelia. That's uh, where we get our word evangelism. Um, hmm. Yeah, one, the old English word. Um, let's see. 
No, I'm sorry. Uh, it, it, it was two. It, it was number two. So Terry got that one right. Yay. Ah. <laughs> I, I, I read the wrong line. Um, all right. I got one right. Oh, I just wrote that. <laughs> Finish the quote. <laughs> I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is. Then we can finish a quote with one of these. One, the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. Two, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Three, the spirit who calls out Abba, Father. Or four, the new creation. I know the answer to that one already. <laughs> I would think the first one again. <laughs> Me too, I think. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, it is the first one. The power of salvation, or however that was worded. Yeah. Yeah. Not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. Um, anyway, the third one here Paul defines the good news or gospel as, how does Paul define the good news or the gospel? Is it number one, and everything do to others what you would have them do to you. Is that the gospel? Or two, love your neighbor as yourself. Or three, Christ died for our sins. He was buried. He rose again the third day. Or four, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Which huh. one of those de describes the gospel? Four. I can read them again if you want. Three. Uh, four, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Three was Christ died for our sins. He was buried. It rose again the third day. Ding, 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 ding. It's three. Three. Terry got it right. Man, he's beating the pants <laughs> wow, Terry must be listening to my other podcast. Holy cow. Uh, <laughs> hey, we'll do uh, all the above. at least another one here. All the above. Hmm? All, all the, the above. above. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. We'll, we'll do this one here and then we'll move on. Which one of these statements does not belong? One. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Matthew 1, uh, verse oh, 23. Um, let's see, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> which one does not belong? Okay, which, like, one of these things is not like the other. Okay. So the second one. Uh, do not be afraid. I bring you good news, a great joy that will mean... For all the people for today in the town of David, a son has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord, Luke 2, 10, 11. Uh, for a second option, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of the grace and truth, John 1, 14. <laughs> Finally, four. You are my son today. I've become your father. Acts 15.33. So which one of those is not like the other? I want to guess four again. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know. I wasn't 
paying that close attention. They're kind of, you know, they're kind of long, but I'll give you a hint. Jill's right. Ding, 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 ding. Well, so the other ones all talked about him being born, and that one wasn't talking. That's how, well, how I figured well, it. It, it does say, today you are my son, today I have become your father, which might sound like it's the Christmas story, but the, the reference gives it away because this is in Acts 13, oh. which is well after uh, the Gospels. If it had to do with the Christmas uh, story, it would be like, you know, er early on in uh, uh, Matthew or Luke. So. But the one reference was, was from John, and you, most people don't think about it, but it, it is telling a, a, a different version of the Christmas story. Oh, yeah. Um, but anyway, that, I'm gonna, that's all I'm going to do today. I'm going to keep this a little bit short. Avon calling. Avon presents delightful, delectable lipstick deluxe. The lipstick that has everything. It's so good-looking with its lustrous silvery cap and golden base, and this beautiful jewel-like applique on top. But beauty is as beauty does, and the Lipstick Deluxe is everything you've ever wished for. It feels so comfortable, light as sheer silk against your skin. It glows on your lips, always feels creamy, and how beautifully the new Avon lipstick clings. It keeps its clean, clear outline, lasts for hours and hours, too. That's the outside and the inside story of Avon's new Lipstick Deluxe. Select your favorite colors from a rainbow range of shades. Your Avon representative will be calling soon to show you Avon's new Lipstick Deluxe and other makeup news. Do welcome her. Avon calling. Hi, I am Terry Hogan Helsley, your friendly Avon lady. If you need something, we more than likely have it. We have more than just makeup and cologne. We have cleaners, we have clothing, we have body wash and bubble bath, toothbrush and toothpaste. Everything will be delivered to your house. So go ahead and go to my website at www.youravon.com front slash T. Hogan Helpsley. That is front slash T-H-O-G-A-N-H-E-L-T-S-L-E-Y. Thank you. Um, so let us Vent move news. on. Yeah, the news. And I got some news today. I, I actually have a bit of a theme on my news. I don't know about you guys. Not really. <laughs> I have an Oregon school breaks a world record. It's a middle school. And they stacked up boxes of cereal in a line and made them all tumble over like dominoes. <laughs> Almost seven thousand cereal boxes oh, wow. of cereal, <laughs> and Mary Richardson Grade School. Now, why didn't I think of that? Central Point 
organ. It went stretched around the school and down the hallways. Mm. <laughs> and and two thousand. 6,231 was the previous record set in 20, 2021 in New York. Did it say how long it took him to do that? Uh, Not enough, a thousand years. They were doing a community service project. They were donated to him. It doesn't, nope, it didn't say no. it took like five seconds or. Well, I mean, it seems like they had to have it done in one day. so many hours to break the world record. Yeah. Unless it was I mean, it always takes like many days boxes. to set it up, but it takes just a couple of minutes to knock it all down. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> hmm. Cereal wow. box dominoes. Hmm. Well, I'm, I don't know if I saw that other one, but. There was another story, I don't know if I have it or not, where they, they used laptops and did it with laptops. Somewhere. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, that's downright silly. How could she do that? But, uh, that's that's a little more have. expensive. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. the old ones are ready for the chat crash heap. Uh, I don't know if I have that. I saw it somewhere. Hmm. Yeah. I heard a story on my news feed this morning. I wish I would have re- recorded it. It was funny. I thought I'd see it on the news feed. This other one this morning, but it wasn't there. I can't remember what it was. But. Well, my first odd news story is about a little house. On the prairie. <laughs> <laughs> it's at a park, the San Francisco gate. Uh, San Francisco uh, the Golden Gate Bridge Park. There's a miniature house. It's a Victorian house. Somebody it doesn't say how miniature it is, but they put it at the gate of this park. And no, like I said, nobody knows who put it there. The park. Uh, now, where have I heard that name? I can't I think what they're called now. The park administrators said to just leave it there because it has a nice message on it. That the message says, "Where there is hatred." Let's sell love. And so it's a nice uh, addition, I guess, or a nice message to have at the park. And they said to just leave it there. And the architecture probably blew it up. Nobody knows who put it there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they. Interesting. Yeah, that's about all the rest of that story because it's a small story about a small house. Yeah. my, mine, as mentioned, is something of a theme. And speaking of being in a state park, uh, I have a couple of fishing stories. I tried to find a third one, but I, I could at least not one that was recent. But um, a Florida team hauls in an 18-foot, 215-pound Burmese python. Now, boys, run to the kitchen and play with the meat cleaver until lunch is ready. My goodness. In Naples, Florida. <laughs> We're not talking about the Amazon jungle here. This is in Naples, Florida. A team of biologists recently hauled in the heaviest Burmese python ever recovered in Florida. 
The female python weighed in at 215 pounds, was nearly 18 feet long, and had oh, 122 oh, developing eggs in her body. Mm. <clears throat> wow. Uh, now, I, I wonder if, because, you know, with Roe versus Wade being cast down, I wonder <laughs> if she was looking for an abortion clinic. Now get moving. She had 122 developing eggs in her body. <laughs> Uh, anyway it goes on to say uh, the team used radio transmitters transplanted into male scout snakes to study python movement breeding behaviors and habitat use so why do you think these male radio transmitted snakes were doing they're looking for a big old female snake. <laughs> now, I think they found her because there's 122 <laughs> developing <laughs> eggs on that lady. Now, how can you say that? Wow. wow. I think they found her big time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the story goes on a little bit, but that's kind of the gist of it. They use male snakes with radio transmitters to catch a female snake. Huh. Full of babies. Wow. <laughs> That was a big snake. I can't even imagine. 18 foot long? I, Probably looked yeah, like a tree. It is large. Uh, yeah. I wonder how big around it would have been because 18 foot. Wow. Creepy. Oh, but I thought Roe versus Wade is what you had to do. You had to make that decision before crossing a river. Do you want to row across or do you want to wade well, across? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what that means. It has nothing to do with abortion. Right. <laughs> we got to get to the other side. Now, if this is a joke, it's gone far enough. Huh? Back it's on your, your turn. In Livingston, Illinois, or not Illinois, in Livingston, okay, Louisiana, I have a snake story. In oh, Livingston, man. Louisiana, the police department were called to remove a speckled king snake out of a bathroom now wait a minute in the resident's house oh man a speckled king i think we had a brown king snake in a toilet upstairs a while ago <laughs> <laughs> well this one was it made speckled. it overflow this one was speckled now king snake is not venomous they prey on rodents and other snakes and possibly turds <laughs> yeah apparently okay and the snake was safely captured and relocated, but a speckled king snake is very rare, and they really didn't want to hurt it, but it was actually speckled by nature, not um, our, uh, other kinds of sprinkles in the bathroom. It laid out in the sun and it got freckles. <laughs> yeah, there we go. It's not speckled, it's a freckled. <laughs> And so uh, that's there's not much to it. It's a speckled king snake, which is king snakes are usually black, I think. It doesn't so say they wear little crowns, on, right? Yeah, like brown or purple. Uh, bing. <laughs> it's got sprinkles like a donut. Uh, <laughs> you got a crown, a little scepter. <laughs> 
a snake in the bathroom. He's got a queen snake for his wife, a princess snake. That's <laughs> <laughs> the snake family. Is that all you got, Terry? Or is there yeah, more? that's all on that story. Day. Huh. Yep, that's it on that one. Okay, well, my next story is about a police officer who had to help get a skunk's head out of a <laughs> yeah. fishing box. Ah, what's this all about? I saw that. He saw that. I don't know for sure if a fishing box is like what maybe they put minnows in or what exactly. Huh. But uh, there was a video. I watched it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the police officers came up to this little skunk and he was walking around with this box on his head and they helped him get out of it and <laughs> You blockhead. Thought he was going yeah, <laughs> to get a free meal. He stuck his head in too far in this box. Like I said, I'm not sure what a bait box is exactly. Uh, you said a police... bait box or a fish? Yeah, that's box. what they called it. I don't know what uh, that is, but he got his head stuck. The officers helped him get it off, and they did not get sprayed. Nothing, he said. It had everything humor, pathos, sleeping sickness. The skunk ran off into the woods. I, I know there's a kind of a fishing box called a creole. And a fisherman, they, when they wade out in the water, they, they kind of wear it around their waist. So it's kind of small. But I don't know if the creole little basket is for keeping, like you said, live minnows in it or if it's for putting your fish in when you catch them. But I, I do that there's like a basket called the creole. Huh. Anyway, yeah, it's funny. The skunk got a head cut. <laughs> yeah. What's it here? It smells pretty good. Ah, I'm blind. I can't see that. Never ceases to amaze me. Oh. Well. But that's all there is to that. If you got another one. I got a fishing story again. The uh, Cambodian catches the world's largest recorded freshwater fish. No, I ain't got time for no such foolishness as that, Grandpab. No, we've had fishing stories where you had one where somebody caught the largest, I think, sturgeon. And I had one that caught the largest. I forget what it was. But this is the, the largest <laughs> ever in the world fish. Huh. Uh, in Bangkok, the world's largest recorded freshwater fish was a giant stingray has been caught in the Mekong River in Cambodia, according to scientists from the Southeast Asian nation in the United States. The stingray, captured on June 13th, measured almost 13 feet from snout to tail. Wow. And weighed slightly under 660 pounds. How in the world would you catch something that big? In the Mekong River in Cambodia. (laughs) For one thing, I didn't know stingrays were even freshwater fish. I thought they were saltwater fish. Yeah, I didn't know they were considered a fish. I guess anything living in the water could be, though. But I I guess they must have a variety that are freshwater. Um, A group called Wonders of the Mekong, a joint Cambodian and U.S. research project, is the one who uh, this was reported to. Uh, the previous record for freshwater fish was a 646 pound Mekong catfish. 
um, discovered in Thailand in 2005. Um, but it was snagged by a local fisherman in northeastern Cambodia, and the fisherman alerted a nearby team of scientists. <clears throat> I guess he didn't eat it. <laughs> they those get fish those are bigger than people. Wow. Stingray skeleton left over. That's pretty good. But yeah, that's uh, the world's largest ever freshwater fish. Huh. No. No, I don't believe it. It's true. Well, I guess if they did eat it, they fed a lot of people. <laughs> I got a feeling since they told the scientists, uh, the, the scientists probably tagged it and let it go. But yeah, they had to feed a whole village for a little while. <laughs> yeah. You know, I always thought that uh, tuna fish were little because they always come in them little round cans. <laughs> uh, they're they're, they're huge big. fish too. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty big. But tuna Why is would actually they put a, such a big fish in such a little can. <laughs> uh, they're they're actually a saltwater fish. Tuna are. Yeah. Anyway, that's all that for that story. You got some more, Terry? Yes, I do. Chog gone at Molly. My age ain't got anything to do with it. I tell you. <laughs> Last week we had a. Oh no! It was a beaver. Last week, knocked out of the power grid. Yeah. It was Mister Zippy the squirrel. This oh, week, I see that one. Another squirrel. Yeah. But this one here is another little squirrel in Asheville, Asheville, not Nashville, Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah. Is that one of yours, Jill? No, no, I seen it and I knew you was going to oh. do it because of the one you did last week about the beaver. Knocks <laughs> out power to Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah. And it, a squirrel got into a power box. My goodness, what's come over you? And got barbecued. <laughs> barbecued squirrel? What that smell? <laughs> knocked out power in a downtown area to businesses. And so now they're saying it took. Uh, 30 minutes after 30 minutes they had the power restored and they were eating that barbecue squirrel yeah <laughs> serving it up in a downtown restaurant <laughs> got that street there vendor was, with the mystery meat there was a, an animal injured in that story <laughs> yeah <laughs> These oh, animals knocking out the squirrel. power. They knock out your internet sometimes. Animals <laughs> just chew on some of the craziest things. And <coughs> you see, have those disclaimers. There were no animals harmed in the story. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, there was an animal harmed in that story. Yeah. He probably got shocked. You would think biting through something. Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> Electrifying. Uh-huh. So, what's your shocking story, Jill? I have one more, and it's another dog story. He escapes a pet hotel, and he runs two miles to his home, and he's on the front porch, and these people, let's see, what's this guy's name? Uh. Jeremy and his wife, Sarah. Um, They live in Kansas somewhere, didn't give a town, 
but they were going to Las Vegas on vacation, so they put their dog, Dexter, in a doggy hotel. Fine gracious, he sure is big and mean looking. Well, he must weigh close to 280 pounds. In the doghouse. Doggy watch, hotel. So they can watch him while, you know, puppy set him while he's gone, or dog set, I guess is what it would yeah. be. And so... uh he evidently didn't want to be there so it says he jumped over two fences a six foot tall fence and a four foot tall fence ran back to his house two miles and they had a porch it's camera just not and home. he just home. wanted to be home they had a doorbell camera and when he got on the porch it made that come on engaged it and then they seen it on the, their phone that there was activity at their house and it yeah. was a dog. And they looked and they thought, that can't be our dog. We left him in the hotel. Surprise. Mom, yeah. let me in. Come on down, let me in. Oh, my gracious, what a heathen thing to do. And so they turned on the speaker part because they're like uh, intercom, these doorbell cameras. Right. And they were, you know, saying his name. And sure enough, it was their dog. So they called the pet hotel again and said, our dog is at our house. Can you go pick him up? And they went in a van called his name and he came running back and got in the van and was happy to go back to the hotel then i heard my mom and dad's voice i'm happy now let's go (laughs) take me back to doggy jail (laughs) i guess the dog house is as fun as being in a cat house right (laughs) dang it but i thought well this can't be a chihuahua if he jumped over them two big fences he must have been a big dog it doesn't yeah, say the type of dog moderate sized dog uh, something like yeah. a, a lab or something or he could have been something like a, a marmaduke uh yeah it could have been maybe, maybe just... a, a husky or a spitz could jump over a fence yeah yeah I'm sure it wasn't a chihuahua or a wiener a dog. Beagle. <laughs> yeah. no, no beagles doing that stuff, huh? <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, I have to move away from the fishing stories uh, and talk about Amazon Alexa because coming soon, she may be able to mimic the sound of your dead relatives. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling you about that. <laughs> Uh, Grandma, tell me a story. My, my, you think you're a handsome man. Might be able to replicate family members' voices even if they're dead, the story says. The capability unveiled at Amazon's recent Mars conference in Las Vegas is in development and would allow the virtual assistant to mimic the voice of a specific person based on less than a minute of provided recording. Usually... It takes hours of you know voice recording to get you know the, the voice inflections down, but based on just one minute, if you have have a dead relative, if they left the, the recording, a voice message, you can somehow it's in development. Submit that to Amazon, and they can create a I guess a voice profile. So when you ask your dot. Have grandma tell me the story about Wizard of Oz. And they'll read the story in her voice. Huh. And of course, there's some issues with privacy matters and maybe some possible fraud or scam because you, you go to your dot and you say, Hey, what's the weather like today? And you hear your dead grandma. Ah! 
<laughs> it's going to be 92 degrees. Now give me some money. <laughs> I'm trapped. If we are, tell me I can come back to life. Just give me some money. Let me out of this little Amazon device. <laughs> How did I get in here? I thought I was dead. <laughs> yeah, so that's my last story there. You got some more, Terry? Yeah, I have another one. I have a bear that... Bear what? Naughty, naughty. Bear butt? <laughs> you don't want to know. This is an audio <laughs> podcast after all. I have a bear story. <laughs> a bear repeatedly keeps returning in Florida to a sports club and hanging out on the golf course. He just and wants to play golf. <laughs> he just wants to be an obstacle on the golf course. Naturally, they're your friends. Don't you trust them? Bears just <laughs> want to have fun. <laughs> he opens and closes a picnic basket when people try to hit the ball. And <laughs> <laughs> he gets hit in the butt with the ball. He opens the picnic basket. <laughs> he, he's wandering in where the golf carts are. He's skittish and afraid of loud noises. He, he's not been aggressive. He's just... Hanging out, I guess, like Yogi, you know, just oh, yeah. Well, food. bears, yeah, they're generally looking for food. There's not a lot of food on a golf course. I mean, in the clubhouse, maybe, but not the golf course. He shuffles out of people's way. Oh, excuse me, <laughs> just trying to blend in. <laughs> Mister Peabody says, <laughs> I'm like little Harry Berry. Oh, he. It's got, they've shared multiple photos on Instagram and social media. Let's take some pictures of the bear. That's a man That's in some a costume, selfies. Right? Let's get right up close to him and take a selfie. Yeah. That's a guy in a costume, isn't it? <laughs> guy in a costume. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so I guess that's all of our news articles. So it's time to transition. I could go this. on, but I'm not going to. <laughs> uh, I know you could. I, I actually have a few extra myself. When I waited in an ER waiting room after cutting my thumb on a meat slicer, I was holding that thumb with the tightest grip I could muster. I wanted to stop the bleeding. My wife, Susan, told me to let it go. I thought she was crazy and refused at first. However, at her insistence, I finally released my thumb. I felt instant relief. I was hurting myself. There are many in the world today who are in pain. Perhaps it's not physical pain, but the turmoil is real nonetheless. They are holding on to their sin with all they have. Through his word, God says to let go, but they refuse. God's people plead with them to let go, but they think us crazy. Only those who finally let go of their sin, surrendering to Christ, realize the hard truth. All that time they held so tightly to their sin, they were hurting themselves. Countering the culture in our quest for truth, this is Nathan Caldwell with Countershock. Find all we have to offer at the Life Truth Network, life-truth.com. 
But let's do some weird words. Weird words. We're up to the letter U. You. You what? You. <laughs> you and umbrella. there are actually umbrella. some letter U words. I think I got about 10 of them. Umbrella. Unicorn. Well, this Union. first word is umquahyo. Everybody shut up. You know. Umquahyo. You You're making that up. Umquahyo. <laughs> That's like a made up word. Uh, made up by somebody, not me. It's over my head. <laughs> um, wow, I can't even imagine. Um, it's like an umbrella for a kumquat in Ohio. <laughs> um, Any guesses, Terry? I was trying to take my phone off the hook. What was it again? Um, 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 maybe it's an Indian word, like the you know Native American. It's it's, it's a it's it a, doesn't say what the origin or anything is of this um, word. Although it is in the um, Oxford English Dictionary, why would there be an <laughs> Indian word in there? There's only um, French words in there. Yeah. Um. 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 Well, it's this the habit of means, saying ums too many times. Yeah, um, this word means <laughs> some time ago. What? Some, some kind of time ago. Some time ago, a little bear came to the golf course. <laughs> and, oh, all right. Get a basket. It's one of those made up words they just tossed in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. Our next word is. Oh boy, ultra quepidarian. <laughs> ultra quepidarian. <laughs> sure. It, it, it's not just a regular quepidarian, it's an ultra quepidarian. <laughs> it's the better kind of a quepidarian you've never seen before. Now, what in the heck is a quepidarian? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's that like that old Japanese show when we were kids, Ultraman. Oh, yeah. Ultra, whatever you Quepidarian. said. It's like a, a horse. Uh, it's, a, it's an ultra special kind of a horse. It's Ultraman's <laughs> horse. Oh, there we go. Right, on the ultra horse thingy. <laughs> well. This word here means one who offers advice or criticism in matters beyond his skill. Oh, okay. You know what you should do when you build your house over there? You should put on some more of them uh, fire-retarded shingles with the iron backing of them. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Our next word is umbrifilis. Umbrifilous. Instead of being ambivalent about something, meaning you don't really care, you're umbrifilous, which means 
I guess you do care. Briffless. Briffless. <laughs> um, it's an umbrella for a really riffless person. Um, Briffless. Briffless. Where's Terry? We're not getting no two cents from him. <laughs> he didn't even That's have when a you this one. Have bristles under your myths. <laughs> I'm ripless. Oh, well. Maybe you flunk that class, and maybe now you fight. But people mock you on You have a swelling in your bristles. Your bristles. Oh, there we go. <laughs> this word here, it means fond of the shade. Fond of the shade? You like to be in the shade. Oh, they call it. The call it laying around in the shade yeah <laughs> <laughs> i like the shady spots not the sunny spots i'm a brifless. i ain't got no money <laughs> Our next word is an asinus okay now here's the deal i'll try to educate you what i knew that got him an asinus an asinus Gluteus Maximus. Unasimus. You have no ass. <laughs> to be to be asimus means you're really silly. So to be unasimus <laughs> means you're really serious. <laughs> Unasinine. I mean asimus. Oh. As, asimasis. Massive asses. Un. You just like saying that word. He does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ass, it's in the Bible. Oh, oh, so, so some people have a small asimus, and others have an unasimus, means they don't have any at all. It's like a really small. You have a, a big one, or you have an un one. <laughs> yeah, you have a big asimus, or you have an unasimus, a small one. There we go. <laughs> big or small. Big. Or small. <laughs> this word here it means gonna familiarize you with the nomenclature. Being equal to another in stupidity. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I think that, that kind of identifies us. <laughs> yeah. Our next word. You learn the definition of nouns and prepositions. Literacy is your mission. And that's why I think it's a good time. unbe pissed. Undeep. It means you didn't make it to the bathroom. <laughs> And you pissed in your undies. <laughs> and be pissed. <laughs> I pissed in my undies. I need to I didn't make it. <laughs> I almost didn't make it last night. Well, uh, you're in the right area, but it means <laughs> not to have been pissed on. Oh, instead of being pissed off, <laughs> you haven't been pissed on at all. I'm sorry, urinated on. I shouldn't have said the P word. <laughs> ah, it's right. too late. Like, is We've that a problem? Is there on this show. things that you need to worry about having been urinated on? <laughs> is this like a competition? I got you. No, you didn't. I'm going to try again. <laughs> I got you that time. No, you didn't. I'm still undepissed. <laughs> Our next word is unconversable. Work on that grammar. I ain't talking to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what it seems like. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, 
So That's like pretty much be... right. Ding, ding, ding. I figured because Give... there'd be a lot of UN words. <laughs> Give them not cold suitable shoulder. to be well, about talked about. Uncool. Oh, it's unsuitable to be talked about. So it's like a, a topic of conversation that we're not going to discuss. It's unconversable. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I had this in my ear. I thought I had this in my ass. Like the topic of undie piss should have been un, the un, whatever you said, conversable. Um, B, I guess because the B was there, unpissed would have been pissed on, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's confusing, but our next word is. Dissonant. What? Undissonant? Undissonant. Undissonant. Oh, I thought I said I'm uh, I'm undipping it. <laughs> I'm not going to dip one... that potato chip. Uh, uh, undissonant. I mean, maybe your undies smell good. The undi- <laughs> undie has a scent. Undissonant. Maybe they don't smell good. Your undies have a scent. <laughs> you farted, Terry. Your undies have a scent. <laughs> yeah, we were telling that one last night. Well, this word is weird because it doesn't have to, you know, how usually you in at the beginning is the opposite of. Doesn't work with this word. It's a tennis shoe made in Germany. This word means making the sound of waves. Sound the sound waves. of waves crashing sound on of, the beach. Yes. Can you make this sound? <laughs> I'm not going to find a sound to him through here, but I can't make it myself. No. Right. <laughs> this next word you guys will get easy. It's you better slow down and use the right pronoun. So the world you're no clown. Up Chuck. Up Chuck. Yeah. I knew a guy in high school, his name was Chuck. And there was say, hey, what's up, Chuck? <laughs> the people said, "What time going to vomit on their shoe?" <laughs> yep, it means to vomit, of course. Up, Chuck. I was surprised it was in the dictionary, but I guess it's a word. There's a lot of words in the OED, apparently. Is as a possessive. Contraction. What's a contraction? A utanam. Huh? Utanam. Utanam. Oh. Um, you went to Vietnam. You took a trip. You took a trip to Vietnam for thirteen months, and you didn't like it because people were shooting at you. let's see what does this mean yeah what it's a noun an earnest wish or yearning oh you went to vietnam and your euthanam was to get back home (laughs) 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 well leave this place now Uh, let's see, I think I got one more word. No X in espresso. Your part of simple thing. Oh, you keep on this one. Ubiquitous. 
ubiquitous. It's ubiquitous. always hanging around. The air is thick with suspense. It is ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. I figured you knew this word. This sounds like a Keith word. <laughs> but it means, since we seem to have lost Terry, his mind has either shut down or he fell asleep. <laughs> He's looking for another dill pickle with, to go with uh, his maybe. Uh, strawberry. Oh. <laughs> what? Ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. I've heard it before, but I'm not sure. You use your big ink pen a lot, ubiquitous. But I don't want your drama if you really want to leave out that Oxford drama. I'm going to write with my big ink pen. You don't use it. It means enough. omnipresent, is yeah. this word. Omnipresent. hanging around. Seeming to be there. everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Ubiquitous. Yep. So we got the words. Word, word, word. Berta is the word. Yep, and that's all my words. And it's time for some top tens. Top ten. Do we need to spin a wheel or what? It's five. It's five. Okay. So that's six. Numero five oh. Five. Oh. Uh oh. What did I do? Oh no. Uh you can't find the thump on your wheel. <laughs> okay. You gotta find the Cinco instead. Okay, did I do this? Okay, here we go. We got uh ten. Oh, oh, oh off, turned off. There we go. Ten. Top 10, 10 surprising treatments for medical conditions. Treatments for medical conditions that people still use today or like through history. <laughs> right. That people use today, I believe. Yeah. I know they still use like maggots and leeches sometimes. Yeah, I did one similar to this before, but these are a little different. But number 10 is um, treatments prescribed Coca Cola is number 10. I need a glass of Coke for my headache. <laughs> Give me some more Coke. Coca Cola is prescribed to tr- help treat some bowel obstructions. Ooh, I can't poop. I need a Coke. Come on, Coke. <laughs> I think well, your kid needs some Coke this morning or really clog the toilet upstairs. The acid acidity and it can eat through the stuff. It can eat through all kinds of crap, literally. <laughs> If you don't chew your food good enough, it can cause a blockage in your intestine. Well, that sounds like some kids around here. Bite, bite, swallow. (laughs) Bite, bite, swallow. And you drink Coke and it will help flush you out. And like, does it foam up? (laughs) 
I guess I guess you're supposed <laughs> to drink it and not put it in the other end. I guess. Uh, <laughs> Coke enema. Wow. They do that. Maybe it would foam up if he did that, like foaming it, foaming scrubble, scrubbing bubble action. Because the, the high colonics is that's whenever you use warm coffee. You know, I got a thing in my email the other day that said wash your hair with Coke. I don't know why. Wash your hair with Coke and see what happens. And I was like, uh, (laughs) you know, sticky. (laughs) You'd have sticky syrup, so you'd have like built-in mousse when you got done. You can just shake (laughs) your head any way you want. (sighs) Number nine. The. E-L-P-Y Epoly Maneuver Epoly Maneuver It can, it can cure your vertigo Oh Kind of like the Heilig Maneuver for vertigo Right What in the vertigo is what like, like you get dizzy or afraid get of heights or something You stand up And yeah. so it's, 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 You can do it to yourself This is The procedure is Um you need to sit on the on the bed, turn your head forty five degrees to the, the to the to the direction of the ear that's bothering you. Like whenever you stand up, it's like right. you're dizzy on one one side or the other. It would be, indicate that particular ear. So you sit on the bed, you turn your head to the right or left, whichever way the ear is mm-hmm. that's bothering you. Then. You you lay back quickly on the bed, plop in that direction toward your shoulder for thirty seconds. Then you turn your head to, to opposite side. Wait thirty seconds, then turn your head back to the other shoulder, and then you wait thirty seconds. And then you just get up. It's not like you just have there's something to do while you wait for the vertigo to pass. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do this for about a minute, and we're never done. I'll be over with. I'll get up. Number eight. The ketogenic diets. Yeah, I heard about that. They can help. uh, It's like, well, you can't eat carbs. Epilepsy. Epilepsy, really. Right. Less carbs and more meat. Yeah, that's what I thought. You, it's all, you, you almost no carbs. Similar you eat a lot of meat. Atkins diet, similar. Huh. Yeah, it's very similar to that. It's still in the gray area on how it treats epilepsy, but it, it's been known to happen. Number seven. Acid reflux can be treated with a magnetic ring. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. They uh, insert a, me- a metal magnetic ring around your esophagus and it senses your throat shut. Oh. It allows food to go through one way, but not back the other. Huh. The way Weird. your throat's supposed to be. But I thought maybe you wore it on your finger. Yeah, you, you, you turned it. <laughs> Magnetic ring powers activate. Everybody, what is that? Yeah, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like a band, I guess they put in there to help out. Yeah, 
<laughs> Number six. Nineteen nineties rap music. You think there's a cure for that? All right. Woo. <laughs> helps to cure people with OCD. Oh, really? Yep. So if you have OCD, listen to 1990s rap. Wow. <laughs> I think that would drive me nuts. No. <laughs> I guess I don't have OCD then. I have the opposite of OCD. <laughs> it has helps with anxieties. Phobia, it would give me OCDs. <laughs> they find it to be hypnotizing with the drum beat. Boom, it might be that. As your brain cells die <laughs> one by one. Clap and beat, clap and beat, clap and beat, clap and beat. I, I, I think the main reason I don't like rap is because of 1990s rap music. Because it was so sucky. I, in some ways, it's gotten better today because uh, there's actually a little more. It's actually better done. The lyrics are, can still be crappy, but you know, it has gotten better. Yeah. Wow. Number five. Cone snail venom. What? What? What would that be used for? <laughs> There's a. Uh, a, a snail that lives in the ocean it's called a cone snail and it is highly oh venomous. yeah yeah those things yeah they're, they're pretty poisonous you can die from and they can help relieve pain yeah because you'd be dead <laughs> in the ocean they can kill you within an hour you will be dead <laughs> And all your pain will go away, like you said. Exactly. <laughs> but the venom it is injected into your spinal column. Um, and, and I'm sure it's a regulated amount, so it doesn't kill you. It can relieve pain from cancer, endocrine disorders. Oh. It's more powerful than morphine. What more is powerful than a spinning bullet. But <laughs> to the head. directly into the body <laughs> huh. instead of getting bitten by one I, I should get some of those <laughs> for my wife and talk to her back <laughs> like it, it doesn't matter if it's in your body it's going to kill you but you know, goes through your spinal column I guess alright <laughs> number four Botox injection can help reduce migraines. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. So they say they. Uh, it does more than just paralyze the muscles in your face. It helps with migraines, yeah. <laughs> especially when you inject it into your forehead. <laughs> That's what, yeah. Inject it right into your brain and numb your skull. Not skull. Let's see. Number th- is over on wait, did it go to three? Number three. I'm so done, you're safe, baby. Beep, beep. 
Depression can be treated with sleep deprivation. Oh, really? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm so depressed. I can't sleep. I can't sleep. Oh, I feel better now. We should tell James Kennison about this one. I don't know how that would work. Sleep deprivation and medications. Mm. I think that would make me more depressed. Can't sleep. Crabby, (laughs) grumpy, let me know. Number two. Cognitive to behavioral training. Can Cognitive behavior. Help with back pain. Cognitive behavioral modification. Helps with back pain. I guess mind over matter, you take your mind off. Yeah, of that's how you got matter. here. <laughs> no pain, no gain. You know what I'm saying? I don't mind it. It don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> the pain, it don't hurt. So, so using thought hurt. exercises, you can distract yourself from pain. I, I can see that working. I mean, it's like if your if your mind is on uh, pain, it, it uh, will make it worse. We're gonna die. Are we there yet? <laughs> like at the Muni last. Here, here hold the snail. <laughs> ah, bad. <laughs> okay, last but not least, number one. <laughs> Fish scales can be used to treat burns. Burns? Burns. Wow. It says fish scales, but it doesn't really... Ref- it doesn't... But then it goes in to say chalapia fish. Their skin has been effective for skin grafts. Oh. You can put fishy skin on you, and it works. Huh. From Chalapia. I'm scared of my burns, but now I have these scales all over my arm. <laughs> I'm all slimy. I'm like so a fish. scaly. What's that fishy fish? smell? What is that fishy smell? Yeah. Don't go in that restaurant. No. <laughs> are you hungry? Would you like to eat some of my arm? <laughs> are you hungry? I have an appetite for some worms. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that's it's all got, ten of them. Huh? It's got uh, something. Oh yeah, you can swim really good afterwards. Yeah, man from Atlantis. Hold your breath for a long time. Yeah, it said what was, it had what was in the skin to help heal, but some kind of. So fish skin for burns, huh. for for grafting skin graft. Oh, I, I I didn't get it. I couldn't. The computer was trying to say it, and I couldn't understand what she said. Huh. Something in the fishy skin helps with the healing and stuff, but yeah, well, we'll they, heal they, they do have what vitamin A comes from fish oil. So maybe yeah. that that may have something to do with it. A- antioxidants or something. Ladies and gentlemen, Arthur Treacher has moved into Jimmy Durante's house. 
As we look in on them now, we find them lolling about the swimming pool. I say, James, whatever are you doing? Get off that diving board. Teresa, watch this dive. I will now do a double jackknife, and while in midair, I will snatch a worm from a sparrow's mouth. <laughs> Here I go. But, James, I say, is there any water in the pool? You know, Treacher, you have a very interesting question. Uh, move into our anchor topic. We're on schedule, we'd be talking you know, about the vest and how to get access. But this past week, I have received a special computing device from the VA. Uh, I don't have it handy to demonstrate, so maybe I'll inject a demonstration later, maybe not. Uh, but it, it's a computer that operates by talking to it. Oh, I, cool. I got it because my hands get so messed up. In the mornings, like right now, I usually do really well and I can type and get stuff done. But if I don't take my morning pills or by the time afternoon rolls around, it's like, ah, it's so difficult to use my hands because they get so, uh, you know, unusable from neuropathy or whatever. And so I asked them for this computer. And what you do, it actually has jaws on it, like these computers do. And it has a program called Dragon Naturally Speaking, which allows you to dictate. So you can, like on your iPhone, you can dictate a message and then you can send off an email or a Word document or whatever. But it has to have a helper program. I don't know why. called JSAY. And it's actually a script built for jaws. And so it's when you're using it, you're you're using the script. You're not directly using either JAWS or Dragon exactly. The script does the channels things where to go. And like when you use a computer, it turns on, you have icons on the desktop, and you can you know arrow up and down left right. Oh, there's one I want. Click. Well, on this one, they make it sound like it they don't recommend doing that. That's only for sighted people to do. Why do you want to do that for? So if you want to open up, let's say word, you just say open word and there it is. It opens or open outlook or open email and, and your outlook will open and you can do stuff. Uh, you can also open Excel that way. I, I don't know if you can open up any program that way or just certain ones which I'm still discovering because if it's only certain programs, eh, I don't know if I like that so well, uh, but I haven't I got, got a there question. Yet. Yeah. Is it a whole new computer or is it just something that hooks to the one you got it's a now? Whole, it's a whole new computer. Huh. Uh, it, it's the one I have now is a Dell. I got 2018. Wow. So six years ago. Still works pretty well, and for the time being, I'll still use it for doing my audio work because I'm, I don't know how to do that yet using voice commands or how easy that might be to do. Right. <clears throat> but I have figured out you can simulate a key press. For example, um, if you're uh, 
say you open up uh, your file explorer, you just say open uh, file explorer, I think, open explorer or something like that. And there it is. Well, it, it says, you know, you click through this folder and you click through that folder and you find it's like, you know, I'm going to see if there is a tree view on this. Now, I, I don't know how to do like a, a keystroke, like shift tab, but I do know that if you hit F6, you'll jump from one element of the screen to the next. For example, you're in the list view. You, you can say, you can tell this system, press F6 and it'll jump to um, the little bar that's, you know, below your, your list view where it has the column things on it. You can say, press F6 and it jumps, I think, to the address bar. Press F6 and it jumps to, I think, some other area. Press F6. Oh, a tree view. Great. And then to explore that, because it's a, a vertical thing, you can say, move down one or move up one. And it'll go to the next or the previous thing on the list. Oh, look, there's documents. Uh, then you can say, confirm that. It's kind of like how you would hit enter. You say, confirm that. And then, okay, that should be in the documents. Then you hit until it press F6, and it'll jump over to the list view. Ta-da, there's all your documents. And does it only listen to your voice, or will it recognize anybody's voice? Um, yes and no. Uh, it, it will pick up other people, uh, be, because whenever you're actually using it, they say when you're not actually talking to it, you should give it the command microphone off. Because oh. if you don't, it'll be listening and if there's any background sounds, it'll always be trying to pick up and dictate something. Just imagine talking to your Siri. It listens to you. Yeah. Alexa I, I, will answer anybody, but Siri. And, and, and it does have voice profile. There is no incoming call. <laughs> it, it does have voice profiles, which I think that may, maybe if you had a, a, someone else using the computer, maybe they could have their profile. You have yours. I don't know oh. if that's what that means. I could be mistaken. Uh, I do know, like, whenever you dictate, like, let's say you have different writing styles. Like, I'm writing uh, some business letters. And I'm going to be speaking in, you know, very technical business language. And so you may set up a profile that recognizes business terminology and grammar and syntax. And I'm going to, now I'm going to switch to a, prof, a casual profile because I'm going to write a letter to you know, mom or Jill or, or Terry or somebody, and you don't need to be so structured. Your grammar can be a little more loose. If you, if you, if you, you forget, like the last time you got a new iPhone and you're going to set up your, Hey Siri, all you do is say, Hey Siri. And then they say, you say it again. And then you do, then you say, Hey Siri, how's the, what's the weather? Hey Siri, is it going to, you know, uh, right what time is it that's all you got to do and then now anything else you say it recognizes your voice just on those right. couple sentences so yeah now a, a couple things whenever i move around a computer i always have a lot of windows open because i always have a lot of different resource 
Must be awful like, breezy in your house. To look at. <laughs> my computer runs so cool window with all window. those windows open. Yeah. Um, but I have a lot of windows open. So usually you would do alt tab, alt tab, but you go through them all. Well, instead of, I mean, I guess, like I said, I don't know how to pre press a multiple key thing like alt plus tab. Uh, I, I asked my instructor if there's, if that's possible and she's going to look into it because I haven't found it in the, the manual yet. So what, what it does do, you can say next program, next program. And it's the same as alt tab. And then you can say previous program, previous program. And it's the same thing as shift alt tab. So it's kind of going to be another way you're going to, because you have to know the commands, like you're saying, kind of like with, like Terry said, I'm gonna call her Lady A so she don't say nothing or Siri. Even you have to right. know what to tell her. What you know the proper terminology, I guess, right. or the and, right order and, to and, say the same. And there is that. There, there are certain commands where it's a proper uh, syntax, a proper wording. Uh, I mean, even if you you can say microphone on, it goes bing. It plays a chord. You say microphone off. It has like a door slam, so you can kind of tell. <laughs> If you're not sure, you can say check microphone. It'll tell you whether it's on or off. But it is important to turn it off because it does try to listen. And your screen will wake up, it'll sleep. It'll wake up, it'll sleep. You hear? <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you leave it on, which I tend to do sometimes. Um, but you, even if the microphone is off, you can say certain things like what time is it? It'll tell you the time. What date is it? It'll tell you the date. There's certain things they'll, it'll listen to even with the microphone off. Um, so it's kind of neat. Um, and, you know, like I said, it's to me, some of the difficult part won't be really in learning Word or email or Excel so much as the voice commands that are unique to JSAY and comparing that with the commands I typically actually do in the real world, like alt tab or, um, you know, shift tab or, um, you know, working with menu systems or, or, or to be interesting to see if I can load uh, word uh, wave pad and use it. Another issue I've had been having is I've been trying to get Dropbox to load on it. And I don't know if it's me, or the software or Dropbox. <laughs> but I, I can get logged on to the web page, but I, I can't figure out how to download their app so I can synchronize my computer. And once I get that, I'll be having to do the same thing with my Google Drive. And once I have those, I think it'll be pretty neat because I can swap files a lot easier than anyway. But some new technology, uh, still learning it. Um, it'll be a while before I'm fully on it. I'll probably be spending a lot of time back and forth between this system and the other one and the new one. Hmm. But anyway, um, adaptive stuff. There's always something new out there from the world of uh, how blind and other people use computers. And the you know, dragon isn't just for blind people. Uh, you don't need to use JSAVE. You can see the screen. Uh, you, you can still signal. But anyway, enough about that. Any mail come here addressed to me? But anyway, enough about that. Um, I do have an email. What's in the mail for today? Oh, just the usual bunch of crackpot letters. What's it say? What? 
Well, isn't that nice? All right, well, here's the email. It says, hey, Keith, Terry, and Jill. Here's a story that I call free money. Ooh, I can take some free money. Yeah. My grandson recently ran into the house and excitedly showed his mother, my daughter, a $50 bill that he found in the park. Are you sure it was lost? My daughter asked him. I'm positive, the boy replies. I even saw the guy who was looking for it. <laughs> I let my daughter handle the situation while I stayed in the kitchen and laughed. The only banner from Watcher, Utah. <laughs> I know it was lost. I seen the guy looking for it. <laughs> that song he was looking for it, it had to be lost. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Follow the example of your head and get to the point. For that email, it is time for some final thoughts. I thought I had more, but I do have some. No, there's there's nothing more odd than numbers not divisible by two. What does a tapeworm and the Eiffel Tower have in common? They're both parasites. (laughs) Uh, Parasites. No, I'm not shy. I... I'm holding back my awesomeness so that I don't intimidate you. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you were doing while you were looking for your final thoughts. Yeah, you're holding back. (laughs) That poor piece of paper pinned up to the wall, it was under attack. (laughs) Under attack. Well, it don't be the paper, that poster. Donny Osmond and his brothers. Uh. <clears throat> well, a man fell into a display of 300 golf clubs at the sporting goods store today. Doctors say he should be okay. But he's not out of the woods yet. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I, I'm sure they'll iron it out. <laughs> You know what the old pirate said on his birthday? I'm 80. I'm 80. I'm 80. I'm 80. I'm 80. I'm 80. Well, I thought this old rope would be useful, but I'm afraid not. <laughs> yeah. I thought that's what the the rope said to the fat boy scout when he tried to tie a, a bowline. I'm afraid not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the pyramids are incredible up to a point. <laughs> <laughs> Well, 
What kind of car a farmer would drive? A convertible. Yeah. He uses that what E eighty eight alcohol, corn alcohol stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know towels can't tell jokes? They have dry sense of humor. <laughs> Those old towels. <laughs> you know, I think I'm going to name my son the year. That way I'll always be known as father of the year. <laughs> That's a good way to do that. Uh, I don't have any more. Uh, I, I might could go on a little bit, but I'm going to stop. Yeah, we'll quit there. That's a good place to stop. Well, we'll back next week, and you'll have some V words from me. V. Yeah, we're getting close to the end of the alphabet. Good vibration word. Good yeah. vibrations. Oh, no. <laughs> Vomiting volcanoes out of our. <laughs> no, no, don't say that word. No. <laughs> volcanoes on Venus. Anyway, it's time to wrap it all up and say uh, this is Tori. Sign off. This is your host saying thanks for listening. When you are on the directory of your choice, make sure you leave us a rating and review. You can also leave a comment on our webpage. And uh, send us an email while you're there. So, see you next. Shamu. Uh, what? Uh, I'm hearing some knock knock jokes in my head. I don't know. Man. That sounds funny. TSF at that sounds funny.com.